All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're hanging out here in the tunnels of Blaze TV. We have an incredible show for you this evening. We got Lila Hart, we got Richard Gage, and uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff on the smorgasbord. But let me just tell you this. I'm sick of you anti-Semites, you know, saying that, oh, the parking meters are going down to the underground. That's why uh, oh, they're collecting so many quarters. No, that's not what's happening in those tunnels, all right? So lay off, pip on a blimp, let's go. Of all ages, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I'm your host, Alejandro Stein, and we have a fabulous show planned for you this evening. But first, I want to welcome on our guest, the one, the only, and the super lovely, Lila Hart. Hello. Thank you for having me. My favorite spina bifida baddie. <laughs> okay, so Lila, before uh, we even get into the show tonight, we're also having on Richard Gage, who is formerly of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth, and he's an expert about the collapse of Tower 7. So we're going to get into some very spicy topics about the terror attacks that happened in 2001. But before we get into those terror attacks, Lila, you're a small person. Have you ever been in a tunnel in your life? No, but one time I was in New Zealand and I went in a ca uh, like a cave, kind of like a tunnel. It's kind of like a tunnel. Mm -hmm. What do you think about all these people in tunnels in New York City? What's your initial reaction to seeing all that? Well, uh, I thought maybe they're down there looking for some pizza. Like Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. But see, Lila, you would thrive in the tunnel because you'd be able to walk around and move. Like you, I feel like I don't. I don't think I'd even have to like crawl. I would just be able to walk through. You'd be the queen of the tunnel. I would be. Jimmy, find some tunnels in Dallas. I heard that there's a rumor that there are tunnels in Dallas. Have you heard that rumor? Yeah, I think there's mole people that live under bridges where there's tunnels. Well, that Jimmy, don't talk for the rest of the show, please. <laughs> when I when I call to you, just don't say anything. Well, I, what do you think of Jimmy, Lila? He is a girl dad. Because yeah, he's gay and has gay <laughs> semen. That's why he's a girl, girl dad. I mean, if he had real semen, he would be a boy dad. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's funny because Jimmy's dad was a boy dad. Jimmy's dad birthed two boys, strong boys, football players, fishers, anglers. And Jimmy just had a future OnlyFans model. So I don't know. Shit. <laughs> Jimmy, wow. Jimmy, in 15 years, OnlyFans will be mandatory, so don't worry. Man that mandatory? Is, yeah, it'll be mandatory, <laughs> yes, to vote. You'll have to have an OnlyFans account. You'll have to share your butthole at least six times on the internet. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I know Lila's friends with a lot of OnlyFans um, content creators. I like content creators. You had to pause there. What were you going to call sexual them? content, Jimmy. <laughs> Lila's going radio silent. What do you think about OnlyFans creators? You know what? I think if you're going to do anything, be the best. Oh, speaking of, um, Lila, you're in such good shape. The audience, they love it when our guests give physical fitness tips. So have you ever used a shake weight before? Yeah, I have, actually. I've used a shake weight. Look at that! I wish you guys could see my muscles, okay? It if looks I would so have known you were going to have me do a shake weight, I would have... I'm very strong. I have you a lot of upper body strength. Lila, okay? you really are strong. That looks like a small thing in your hand. No, that looks huge in your hand. Lila, you are fit. You're a fitness I can queen. do pull-ups. I can do like 100 push-ups. 
No, you cannot do 100 push-ups. I could do 20. I believe you can do 20, 100. But I could do 100 if it was if on the line. Reps, if you did like, you know, five sets of 20. Yeah, I could do five okay, sets of 20. We don't have to do that. We're not okay, I'm just you letting that. you know, I'm very um, strong. How much crack can you smoke? I mean, all of it, if I need to. We, you and I, <laughs> hey, listen, Lila, let's just, let's, the cameras aren't on. Let's turn off the cameras, right? Okay, just ignore them. You and I are very close friends. We've spoken about our past transgressions, and you and I have experimented with a lot of stuff. Is that correct? Well, I'm sober now, but yes. That's yes, what I'm saying. But in a, in a, I never smoked crack, though. Are you kidding? No. Okay, so I'm you're serious. gay too. No smoking. That's so you. But you've done cocaine. Yep. You never put a little. No, I never the, smoked it. I just, you know, did it the old-fashioned way. Just snorting it. Snorting it. It's more, it's, it's more potent <laughs> when you smoke it, is what they say. Really? And Have you done it? Oh, well, maybe. And they say it's odorless, too, so you can't get caught. Well, that's uh, interesting. Well, Hunter Biden, my best friend, he loves to smoke odorless crack. And today, he's going viral for showing up to his own... Um, I don't even know what the meeting was called. I know was, uh, uh, they were going to hold him in contempt for not showing up to Congress, but... What frustrates me about this, and now let me get on my soapbox. Every single Republican, and I love Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'm really not even trying to call her out, but as soon as she started to speak at the meeting, Hunter walked out. Mm. And I know Marjorie had the best intentions of trying to own Hunter Biden and call him out, but it makes the Republicans look weak that the president's son can literally just walk in these meetings, walk out in the middle of the meeting. It makes all of those politicians, in my personal opinion, like Nancy Mace. What did Nancy Mace say? That he has no balls? Yeah, and that he's the epitome of white privilege. because That's what I'm saying. See, and, and, and somebody's making the point. I think it was Mike Cernovich or somebody. I forget it was. Every time Nancy Mace says white privilege, she is just making that stereotype that the left uses. She's reinforcing that stereotype that white privilege is a thing. And listen, let's not... I, I, Maybe it is a thing. I'm not going to sit here and debate the merits of it. But once you put it on Hunter Biden like that, you become like the left. You become the same rallying cry as Sink Unger or Mehdi Hassan or whoever the hell is on the left. So I really didn't like that they said that white privilege and then he didn't have any balls. Because I know that he has balls. I've seen his balls, Jimmy. Did you know that? Everyone's seen his balls. So why is Nancy Mason being like, I haven't seen your balls? Literally, he's the only president's son balls we've seen. He's probably, no one's seen more, uh, I worded that quote. His balls are the most public testicles on all of planet Earth. Uh, literally the most popular viral presidential testicles in the history of our republic, if you want to call it that. And Nancy Mace is going to say, oh, you have no balls. Well, maybe he got neutered recently or something. You think he cut off his balls? Yeah, he got neutered. No, not, not <laughs> Hunter Biden. He likes to bang too much. Can you imagine if he... If that's kind of my biggest fear is having surgery on my penis. Well. Like a knife to my penis scares me. Uh, that's a... I mean, that would be scary. Wouldn't it? Are you circumcised? Mm, kind of. Well, I was a baby when they did it, and it was against my will, and they did it in a tunnel, so. In the tunnel, in the, maybe the same tunnels we discovered recently. Maybe, I don't know. But uh, I'm looking at the screen right now. How much crack have you smoked, question mark? So does that mean that we're going to play the clip of the reporter calling him out? Yes. Let's run that clip. <laughs> it's like indica crack. 
Biden, why did you put your dad on speakerphone with your business partners if you had no involvement? What a dumb reporter. Mr. Biden, and you called your dad on speakerphone. He'd be like, no, Hunter, why are you sending dick pics to Ukrainian prostitutes? Ask hard <laughs> questions. Not why are you calling your dad? Everybody calls their parents when they're in freaking court or going to jail. I think that's the first reaction everybody calls their dad. So he doesn't have anybody else to call. I mean, all of his friends basically use him for clout or some sort of uh, money laundering scheme. So I don't know if Hunter Biden has a lot of close allies. What do you think about this whole thing, Lila? This is just sad. For who? For him? For us? For, the for all of us. For everyone. I, it's not that sad for me. I kind of think it's cool that he smokes crack. I mean, it's it's pretty disturbing that uh, this is the president's son. Do you think that was his coke in the White House? Yes. Absolutely. I do, too. Okay. All right. Now. Oh, do we have an ad read? No, but why tell did it people say live that, read. Why did I just read that it said live read? And why well, don't we have an ad? Why aren't you talking to sponsors and getting us sponsorships, Jimmy? The sponsor forgot to give us the actual read. Oh, so we actually had one, and we yeah, didn't we had it. one, and then they just said okay, whoopsie well, poopsie. Okay, well, oopsie poopsie. That's kind of my saying, but you're allowed to say it. But now, <laughs> before we get into all that, we got to get on Richard Gage. We have a lot to handle caption contest. But I want to encourage all the people that are currently watching this show. We are almost to two hundred thousand k followers is that right jimmy that is correct Two hundred thousand k Two hundred thousand k that's a lot mm -hmm. that's huge how many Yay! are we away from two hundred thousand k uh million followers jimmy what, what'd you, I thought you how many why. are we away to get 200k followers oh, 150 okay so listen all you chat rats if we break the 200k mark and we could would love to do it tonight. Probably not going to happen. But I did. I ordered a paintball gun on Amazon. So if we reach 200K, and I know all you chat rats love to see me get injured, I'm <laughs> going to live on the show, put on the butt blocker uh, jock strap, and only a jock strap, basically nude, and I'm going to let Jimmy, Brandon, Chris, George, Nate, whoever wants to shoot me here at the Blaze can shoot me, Jimmy. How does I want to shoot you. You can come here and shoot me. I'd like that. That actually okay. might kind of turn me on a little bit if you do it. But that's neither here nor there. I know you're a taken woman. But, Jimmy, nothing of that will turn me on. <laughs> so, Jimmy, do you want to shoot me with a paintball gun? 100%. So, how do we make that happen? We need 150 more subscribers. So, I need everyone to share this with your friends. Share Alex's viral video. Say, yo, subscribe to this page, Primetime with Alex Stein. So, hit that subscribe button. Hit it right now, guys. If you guys yes, want to see me have- Right now. They're, they're going to be welts. There's going to be blood. They're going to shoot my nipples. They're going to shoot my derriere. I'm, do not shoot me in the penis, Jimmy. You understand that? That's the one rule. No genitalia. Well, just wear a cup with the jock strap, and then it also blocks your butthole, the butthole blockers. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that has a built-in cup. That's just kind of like the No, clock. no. Maybe we'd have to- Find something on set, like some cardboard. Just Maybe I could wear a diaper. That might be kind of oh, funny. Oh, a diaper. I, I have diaper. lots of diapers. <laughs> fit me? Is your baby that obese? Not yet. Your baby's definitely going to have type 2 diabetes, though. I know that. Because you know why? <laughs> why? Because you exercise a lot and Carrie exercises a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's the branch of a tree theory or whatever. You know, like, since you guys are like this, a branch, no two branches are the same. So... If like, let's say you were fat and Carrie was thin, then there's a chance your daughter could be thin. But no, and I think it's it's just pretty much proven that your daughter's gonna be morbidly obese and anti-exercise and anti-fitness. 
I really hope my wife's not watching this one because that's her I hope big she's not thing. either. Because she's probably- just like, we will be fit. I am fit. I am. she's teaching spin classes four weeks after. Uh, well, try teaching a spin class to a five-year-old baby. They're going to hate spin classes. They're going to yeah, say, oh, I don't ever want to go to a spin class again. So just be very careful with that. It's like, for me, when I was a kid, my mom made me smoke cigarettes. Oh, really? Wow. Why is that? Just as punishment. And she would burn me with them sometimes when I would uh, mouth off. I mean, did it, did it make you learn your lesson? Was it effective? I don't smoke cigarettes. That worked. I, I guess because you associate that with punishment. But you do smoke crack. I well, I've, I mean, yeah, and a little bit of other stuff. If you know what I mean, Jimmy, do not edit this out. But okay. what, what type of crack was Hunter smoking? That's the whole question. Well, there's different types of crack. There's kind of like crack from the hood, which is, that's a more urban crack. It's going to have more fillers, more baking soda. <laughs> then you can have the Colombian crack. That is a more pure crack. That is going to be a little more potent, a little bit more expensive. Because, like, when you're on the blade, as they call it, that's where the prostitutes hang out, you're going to be able to buy a crack rock for 3 to $5, depending on how many rocks you're buying at a time. You wow. buy 10 rocks, you might be able to get 10 for 30 But if you're, got, if you're buying the good stuff, you're paying $100 a gram, Jimmy. There's a famous video of Hunter Biden weighing out his crack, and he's yelling at the prostitute that it's not enough because that crack was so expensive, you know. So mm-hmm. there is different flavors and levels to this crack game. As, I mean, it's a Ten Crack Commandments. I know all about this. Have you ever heard of the Ten Crack Commandments? Jimmy? I have not. Please, please educate okay, me. Okay, the Ten Crack Commandments. Let me read it to you right now. Well, while you're pulling that up, um, it's also true that prostitutes are known for hiding crack rocks in their anus. That is true. That is true. And that's some of the best stuff. If you get anal crack, it's good. Okay, uh, so this is a song by Biggie Smalls. This is It's the Ten Crack Commandments. What? N-word can't tell me nothing about this coke, can't tell me nothing about this crack, this weed for my hustling N-words. N-words on the corner, ain't forget you N-words, my triple beam N-words, okay? Um, hold on, where does he get to the 10? I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, okay, here it is, here it is. All right, let's start with, uh, okay, your game on track, not your wig pushback. Rule numero uno, never let one know how much dough you hold, cause you know the cheddar breed jealousy, especially if that man fucked up, get your ass stuck up. Rule number two, never let him know your next move. Don't you know bad boys move in silence and violence? Take it from your highness. Okay, do we want to read all 10? Well, I'll read number three. Number three is never trust in nobody. Uh, let's see, number four, I know you heard this before, never get high on your own supply. Number yeah, five. One. Good one. Number five. That is a good one. Never sell no crack where you rest at. Do you understand that, Jimmy? So you need a trap house. Don't sell the crack from your actual home. You have to go to a, a different location. Yeah, don't shit where you eat. Exactly right. So now, what was that, number six? Oh, that goddamn credit, dead it. You think a crackhead paying you back? Shit, forget it. So do never loan money to a crackhead. These are pretty good rules. These are like rules for <laughs> life. These are the 10 crack commandments. Jimmy, do you think I was making this up? Like this is a yeah, very popular song and these are all very true. Number eight, never keep no weight. So that means like, or never keep no weight on you. Mm-hmm. Them cats that squeeze your guns can't hold jumps too. I don't know if that, I don't, I, I didn't understand that one. Okay, number nine. <laughs> Should have been number one to me. If you ain't getting bagged, stay the fuck from the police. If inwards think you snitching, they ain't trying to listen. Okay, so that's it. Oh, and number 10 is uh, strong, world, strong word called consignment. 
Strictly for live men, not for fresh men. Okay, so those are the ten crack commandments. Did you hey, learn anything new, Jimmy? We, uh, I did. Um, don't shit where you eat, as Lila said. Yeah. Get a trap house. This is a show for children that can learn stuff. A lot of people don't realize this is a kid's show, and that's one of the vibes that I really want to try to... Uh, we got a $20 super chat. What, Jimmy, I'm trying to make a point. What, what oh, did they sorry, say? Sorry. What did they say? Uh, it's Net Jeptoons. Uh, hey, Alex, big fan. Haven't watched since Fish Tank Season 2 started. Wanted to know what the fuck is up with Dunye. He says he knows you, wears a chat rat shirt, but that motherfucker is annoying as fuck. Okay, first Keep of all, the good I, work. like, no, do never talk bad about Dunye. Dunye is, he's my apprentice in the house. I can't personally go in there and spend as much time as I want, so I sent in Dunye as my proxy to go in that house and freak everybody out. And guess what? He's doing a hell of a job. He's being sassy. He's talking smack. He's getting in people's heads. Dunye is playing the game better than anybody in that house. So uh, for the people that are going to complain about that, that's what you get. Every good story has to have a villain. And guess who casted the villain? Primetime 99, the pimp on a blimp. That's why Dunye is going all the way. Okay, and then Jimmy, <laughs> do we have to do the capture contest? And then we should probably call Richard right now yeah. to see if we can get him on the phone. Yeah, yeah. So now we have to do your annoying caption contest? Yes, it's, it's my, but this is a good one. This is uh, the guy that Brandon found. Well, before we do this, I like this guy, but I think this might, you know Lila is a Filipina princess. Did you know that? Uh, she's a spina bifida baddie, I thought. No, she's also Filipina. Her mom okay. is real deal Filipina. Oh, yeah, no, I've yes, seen her. Esper Hart. Yes, Esperanza. Okay, stop, Jimmy. My point is... <laughs> You made me Asian. I don't want to be insensitive to a woman that is Asian. Well, technically, you it, both are Asian. Well, in a way, my dad always said that we have Mongolian blood. So I think that actually, yeah, it's not. I think the Asian stereotypes of me are correct. Okay, and I have small genitals. All right, now let's show this clip. <laughs> Look at this, Jimmy. So this was the the caption contest. And you didn't give it any context. You just showed a picture of me as a Chinese man and me as an African American child. It looks like. How did I get younger? I don't know. You're. I mean, black don't crack, so your skin looks great. It does look pretty good. All right. So let's see what the chat rats had to say. All right. From conspiracy stacker, fried cat or fried catfish for dinner? Okay, that one is hilarious. That's Who did that? That one's good. That Lila, that's good. That I like that. Really good. I mean, it's racist as hell. You're disgusting <laughs> human being, conspiracy stacker. You really probably need. Uh, to I, see I had to help. pick the least <laughs> problematic. And that comments. was one of the least problematic yes, saying yes. fried cat or fried catfish. Yes, because it was it was clever. It was That's clever. Good. It, it, let's just talk about racism for one second. Why would it be racist to say fried catfish? Like, why is it bad? I mean, it's so funny. I, I get why the fried cat's a little bad, but catfish. I love that one. Okay. How is fried cat bad though? I mean, it's not even that bad. I mean, that's a, that's really perpetuating a kind of a stereotype that they eat cats. But there was a restaurant in Vietnam that just got shut down for cooking cats. So that really does happen. The Yulin Dog Meat Festival, that happens during the summer solstice every year, that they actually go around and, and take strays and they eat dog meat and they eat cat meat. You can look up these pictures. I'm a big fan of dog meat. No, are you yeah. serious? I will, I will eat a dog. I would have no problem eating a dog. How many dogs have you eaten? I don't know. I mean, if there was a chihuahua here right now, I would bite its ass. Oh my gosh, Jimmy. Literally you know I'm an animal ass. lover and you're just trying to have some Kung Pao dog? Yeah, I mean, I would, ra I, dog meat is great, okay? Because that meat is loved, it's taken care of, it's well fed. And I want to eat that kind of meat that I know it comes from a loving home and then it will be delicious. Well, there's a little truth to what you're saying because I just saw a clip of Mark Zuckerberg is raising cattle now. He's raising Wagyu beef in Hawaii. 
And he says that he gives his cattle uh, endless amounts of macadamia nuts and beer. Wow, so that is probably good meat. That's what I'm saying, that's good meat. So maybe this is a theory, this is a good theory. Maybe a loving German Shepherd or Golden Retriever, maybe they taste the best. because And have you have them. you have all those cats, I would eat one of yours. Do not eat my cat, Lila. If you I ate would. my cats, I would eat you. I would okay, roll but... you up in a Dorito <laughs> and I would eat your head. <laughs> that's the first place, I'd go, ah, 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 ah. All right, <laughs> number two. From Austin Salea, primetime Vivek meets pimp on a blimp Kim Jong-un. That one's good. We like that. All right, that's Austin. I can't read that. Austin. Uh, Salea. Austin Salea, 1139. Thank you for that submission. All right, number three. From at average Mongolian, Alex Stein, if his whole family was Mongolian instead of just his grandma. Ah, see, I like that one. Awesome. Uh, average Mongolian, the Mongolian vibes. Mongolians stay together, right? Mongolian bros for life. I like number three. I'm still liking number one the best. Number one. Okay, number four. <clears throat> From Ryan XU, how do I apply to Harvard? Step one. Well, I, Ryan, that is brilliant, but technically Asians, Chinese, have harder times getting into Ivy League schools. So the African-American version of me would help, but the Chinese version actually I think would hurt me. So yeah. So you're gonna get disqualified for that, number four. <laughs> but you did a hell of a job. I like where your head's at. I think it's pretty simple. One is the best, but we're gonna let you chat rats decide. One, two, three, or four, whether it's fried cat or fried catfish, I think that that's gonna win. All right, Jimmy. We we're, don't need to run through them anymore. Put the poll in. Just put oh, one, yeah, two, three, Okay, we're, we're getting the poll in. Now. We're still, we're still getting connected with Richard, but why don't you give a little background on him? <coughs> well, I'm coughing. I'm, I'm having, I think I have HIV. I mean, I'm pretty sure I have HIV, honestly. I mean, the test says that I have it, but I, I, don't, I don't believe all tests. But that's neither here nor there. What is important, our next guest, he's actually an expert when it comes to the structural integrity of skyscrapers. Now, a lot of people don't realize skyscrapers are very complicated buildings and um, it's very unusual for them to collapse mm. into their footprint. Are you familiar with Tower 7, Lila? Yes. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at prestonwood.org chosen. It didn't sound very confident. <laughs> Tell me about it. What do you know about it? It fell. That's enough to know. That's a good knowledge. Yeah. But did you know how tall the building was? Uh, taller than me. It was taller than you. It was 57 stories. Now, the reason why <laughs> we bring that up, that building would be mm, the tallest building in over 38 states. Now, the fact that it's in New York, it's like, you're like, what? It's not that tall of a building. So you don't really, our brains don't comprehend it. But could you imagine in... The majority of states, if that building, if you took Tower 7 and you put it in 38 other states, it would have been the tallest building in those states. So it's not just some kind of little crappy building. It's actually a beautiful building, strongly built building, supposedly. That's what the engineers and architects said. So before we get into that, um, Tower 7 is kind of what they say is a smoking gun because it's the first building to ever collapse in its footprint 
because of office fires, furniture. Mm. It, was, it was not hit by a plane. So our next guest is an expert when it comes to the structural integrity of these skyscrapers. Uh, he's a friend of mine. I've talked to him before, a guy I respect a lot for speaking the truth. Please welcome on the one, the only Richard Gage. Richard, how are you doing this evening? Oh, it's good. It's really good, Alex. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so I don't know if you know this, and I, and I didn't have Jimmy pull it, but I should have had this clip pulled, but I went viral earlier this year because I asked Vivek Ramaswamy, who's running for president, if he thought the government lied about 9-11 and that it was possible that it was an inside job. And he agreed with me, Richard. He said, yes, the redacted pages. Because you and I, Richard, like, you and I know more about 9-11 truth than the normal person. But my, my point is, he was, he did, I didn't necessarily love his answer, but I, uh, he was at least honest saying that we didn't know the truth. I, I really want to know the nitty gritty like you and I. We want to know what <laughs> happened, who benefited. My point is, this went super viral, and CNN, MSNBC, Fox, everybody covered it. And what it's created is created kind of like this new narrative of 9-11 becoming, I don't know, popular to talk about again. So a guy like you that's put in this work, has 9-11, is it coming back to the forefront a little bit, in your opinion, 9-11 truth? Yeah, I mean, Tucker uh, talked about it, and uh, we have Jimmy Dory talking about mm -hmm. it. I was interviewed by Roger Stone, went out to 100,000 people the other day, uh, and Stu Peters and Alex Jones. Uh, it, it's coming out again. Um, and yeah, you're right. Building 7 uh, is, is the smoking gun of 9-11, and that's all we have time to talk about today, and I'm just looking forward to talking about it. By the way, I'm not an expert in high-rises or high-rise destruction. Oh, I, I am, am an architect. Okay. Sorry, I, 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 30 I, years. I, I didn't mean to call you, but you were you were an architect, though, right? Uh, right, oh, yeah. Richard? Yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. Still am uh, a 30-year architect. Uh, in fact, um, a member of the American Institute of Architects and founder and former CEO of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. Now on my own at richardgage911.org with my wife. So uh, looking forward to sharing this evidence with you today, Alex. And before we get into it, I wanted to play a clip that's also going viral of Joe Rogan talking about 9-11 with Jim Brewer from, was this yesterday, Jimmy? I'm not I, sure. I think it was yesterday or two days ago. Let's, let's play the clip. What we're saying worst case scenario is that they not only knew that those planes are going to hit the towers, but that they planned for it. And they planned and they the allowed it to happen. That's the scariest of all the conspiracy theories. And I'm not saying that that's what happened. I think much more likely there's a lot of things that happened that were incompetence. I think getting that many people to keep their mouth shut about a plan where planes are going to slam into the World Trade Center. Boy, that seems that seems sketchy. That seems like people would come out. But I think one thing they absolutely do do is when shit goes down, they take advantage of it. So what I'm saying is... You couldn't question anything at that time. If you dared question, People they would immediately you. have yeah. you. Even, even, if you even the most popular um, newscasters that people love today because they're on certain sides, they were, they were selling it hard. Talker. And to me, I never what? forgot that. They were selling death. They were selling murder. They were selling war. And, bro... They, you couldn't question anything. They had that counterattack ready to go. And so when people go, you're telling me this was a secret? Yeah, man. When you control all that, that's pretty powerful. When you want to make I question it, and this guy wanted to fucking be violent against me. And I was just like, I'm just... It's crazy to you be don't think violent. It's, weird. it's crazy to be violent about an opinion like that because it's not an offensive opinion. 
It's how not an offensive clip? First I mean, how of all, long it's slightly it? ignorant. I don't know. It's what you gave right? me. Okay, yeah. So cut it off. I mean, we don't need to watch a five-minute clip. Okay, so, Richard, we said this earlier. <laughs> Tucker Carlson was the guy that spoke out very in uh, favor of going to the Middle East and starting this war. Now he's walked that back. Joe Rogan's talking about 9-11 truth. What is your opinion on all these huge celebrities talking about a subject that you've been talking about staunchly for 23 years, I believe? Well, what Joe Rogan and even Tucker Carlson seem afraid to do is to talk about the details of World Trade Center Building 7, this uh, third tower that came down on 9-11. I mean, it wasn't hit by a plane, right? It's a steel frame fire protected skyscraper, not one of which has ever come down in history. Here it is uh, in, in, after the towers or during the towers collapse, a few beams hit it, but NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, who was tasked by Congress to explain these collapses to the American people, says, oh, that wasn't a significant factor in the building's collapse. Well, why did it collapse? They say it collapsed because of normal office fires. For the first time ever in history, it's completely unprecedented. We've had fully engulfed skyscrapers in fire before 9-11 and after 9-11, not one of them has come down. Hey, well, Richard, so if you've got any me, pictures did, of it coming down. Did the Mondrian Oriental in Japan, I forget where it was, wasn't there one, a, a hotel burned for 24 hours and it didn't even uh, come down? I mean, so this is literally breaking news. This is the first building ever to collapse from regular fire. Yeah. Yeah. Skyscrapers are not brought down by fire. It, it, it doesn't happen. At least steel frame fire-protected skyscrapers, which is 99.9% .9 of them out there, uh, or, or some huge percentage. Hey, Richard, so, well, um, sorry, you, let me say this one last thing. What about the, is, they say there's irreparable asbestos in the Twin Towers. Did, do you know of any evidence that Tower 7 had that same asbestos inside of it? And wouldn't that have made it fire, uh, fireproof? Well, no. Building 7 was built in the 80s. There's no okay. asbestos. It had cementitious fireproofing which renders it virtually fireproof. These buildings are designed to take a full-blown fire and not collapse. That's why they fight, the firefighters go into these buildings to put these fires out, even fully, fully engulfed buildings. And uh, that's why they tell the, the, the tenants up above the fire to stay in place while we're putting out the fire. They're safe. They always have been. Now, if you can show Building 7 coming down, Alex, uh, we've got to see that because I... I Jimmy, I don't even know if my producer... My producer is such an idiot, Richard. Seriously, I mean this. Show us three. Show us three right now, George. This guy right here, yeah, and I'm just, not... And, and listen, this is a comedy <laughs> show, Richard. No, this is a comedy show. Just, I like to joke around, but this is a subject that I'm very passionate about. This idiot right here, he went to Princeton. He yep. thinks that it was 19 hijackers with box cutters that mm -hmm. were able to defeat the most high-powered military in the world. Can you wake him up a little bit, Richard? Is there any way you can give yeah, him like well, a flash? Uh, wake you know, me up. Yeah, cliff if he, notes. If he's willing to share my screen or uh, Google uh, collapse of building seven, uh, I've already shared my screen, so uh, it's on. It's on your end. I don't know if our tricaster uh, lets us do that, George. Let me, is our tricaster? Let me describe let this while it while they're trying to work this out. This building is standing still, right? And all of a sudden, after witnesses hear explosions, and I mean half a dozen witnesses. It drops like a rock straight down uniformly, symmetrically into its own footprint in under seven seconds. Guess how fast that is? That's as fast as a bowling ball falling out of the sky for at least a third of its seven second fall. 
So this is also indicative. The fact that it collapsed at all is a miracle, uh, a bad one, uh, but one nevertheless. The fact that it came down at freefall, clocked by physicists and acknowledged by NIST, means that not one of the 80 columns in that building gave any resistance for any of its, its seven-second fall. So where did they go? I mean, even NIST, who was denying free fall for seven years until they got out their final report, they finally come out and, and admit that it did come down by free fall, but they don't acknowledge the implications of that. So now, oh, sorry. What were you going to yeah. say, Jimmy? Well, no, Jimmy, I'll, ask a dumb question because well, I wanted Richard to no, shut and you I up. No, I know Alex has, has answered his version of this, but what would, bigger picture, what would the motivation of destroying Building 7 be? What was house there that, and then also, Jimmy, do you really not know it? this? Jimmy, do you really not know this? No, no, step? I know your answer. I want to hear his answer. Okay, he'll tell you, but there was a bunker. Go yeah, ahead. I, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you my answer. You look for the collapse of that building, Jimmy. This can't be that hard to do. <laughs> you can do it. I have faith in you. Now, um, we'll get to who done it and why, right? But what's first? The rest of the evidence. What did bring down the building? Well, the U.S. Geological Survey finds in all of their man numerous dust uh, uh, analysis of the dust billions of previously molten iron microspheres about the diameter of a human hair. About 6% of the dust is molten iron. Now, where did that come from? We haven't used iron in our skyscrapers, elemental iron, in 100 years. This is not steel or alloys of steel. It's little balls, spheres of molten iron. How do they get? It takes 2,800 degrees to melt uh, steel or iron. And, and where does that come from? Fires are only five or 600 degrees Fahrenheit. So uh, especially these fires, which are few, they're small, and they're scattered. We have all the videos of the fires. They're, 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 they're not uh, incredible fires. So why do they find the evidence of thermite in all the World Trade Center dust samples? And I mean not just from Building 7, but the Twin Towers as well. So why is that there? It shouldn't be there at all. The evidence of thermite is molten iron and uh, aluminum oxide ash. I mean, molten iron at 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the only possible explanation, not only for the molten iron microspheres, but for the evidence of molten iron, pools of molten iron seen and described by the first responders. Uh, molten iron pouring out of the South Tower minutes prior to its collapse. They have no, no explanation uh, for this whatsoever. So we have to ask ourselves, if that is evidence of ignited thermite, and it can only be that. Is there any evidence of unignited thermite in the World Trade Center dust? Well, it's everywhere. A team of eight international scientists led by Niels Harrett in Copenhagen identifies what they thought were paint chips in all the World Trade Center dust. A little about a sixteenth of an inch diameter, dual layered red-gray chips. They analyze the red layer. What do they find? They find that it's attracted by a magnet, first of all, so it has a high iron content. They do X-ray energy disp dispersive spectroscopy, XEDS. They find aluminum and iron, the ingredients of thermite in all of these chips that are in all the dust samples that they collected independently. They get real curious. They zoom in 50,000 times, and what do they find? They find nano-sized particles of aluminum, excuse me, of, of uh yeah, aluminum 
platelets and and rhomboidal-shaped iron uh, crystals at the nanoscale, a thousand times smaller than the diameter of a human hair. Where, where do these come from? They're ubiquitous. They're everywhere. This can only be the evidence of thermite in what's called superthermite or nanothermite, uh, which has been developed by the Los Alamos lab prior to 9-11. So we know exactly how these towers came down. In fact, when they put these chips, uh, red-gray chips in a heater, a differential scanning calorimeter, they ignite, producing what? Molten iron microspheres. But Richard, with Richard, tell molten. Tell him what thermite Same chemical is. Signature. No, no, no. I know, but I'm saying my, my producer. He doesn't even know what thermite is. He's such a dummy. He, he, he no, keeps saying gonna, thermite. We're going to help him. Out. I'm saying a normal person that's listening to this, Richard. My dad or Jimmy. He's he's very slow. Actually, long story short, I don't even want to get into Jimmy's qualifications, but he's unqualified for this job. My point is, he doesn't even know what thermite is. And people, are, this is a military grade. Uh, explosive chemical it's that can... Incendiary. incendiary. Incendiaries it, work by means of massive heat, 4,000 degrees. That's what the military uses to destroy tanks and, and Jimmy, so forth. There's videos of them using and testing with thermite. They can just drop a building. This is like they'll use like a military-grade building, Jimmy. I'm just saying, if you actually do some research into thermite, you're like, what the hell is this stuff? It's incredible well, the, the, stuff. Actually, Alex, I got to correct you now. Okay, Jimmy's going to yeah. appreciate please this. Please do that. Um, <laughs> the, NIST uses thermite to uh, take down, take apart steel, but it hasn't been used since, uh, what, 1950 to take down buildings. But there's a, there's a patent prior to 9-11 that uses molten iron uh, in, in this, in this uh, shaped cutter charge to bring, to take steel apart. So the, the technology was there and the evidence is there of the use of thermite in all the World Trade Center dust samples, both ignited and unignited thermite. It's it's pretty darn clear what happened to Building 7, but also the Twin Towers, given that that's where we have firefighters who have gone down into the depths and seen pools of molten iron not available uh, or and they they called it molten steel because it's just flowing down the channel rails and and it's there's no other possible uh, accounting for that in the official narrative whatsoever. So this is the evidence of thermite incendiaries bringing down the twin towers. We can talk about the the behavior of of the twin towers themselves too. I don't know how much more time you have. We got about five more minutes. You got five. You got about six more minutes if you can. If you oh got my it, God. yeah. Yeah, Jimmy, you did find the collapse of Building Seven. That's Jimmy, well, actually, building we, seven. We, actually, that's not Building Seven. But actually, Richard, we didn't we didn't answer one question that Jimmy asked. In Tower Seven, there was an FBI. Building Seven. Well, but there was an FBI office there. There was supposedly CIA. I don't know that, but there was a lot of alphabet agencies that had offices there. And even on top of that, the mayor Rudy Giuliani had an emergency. Uh, a call center in there. Are you familiar with that, obviously, Richard? Well, the emergency operations center was on the 23rd floor, which is uh, where uh, 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 Barry Jennings had, had been called to a meeting there. And on the way down, but they evacuated the whole building before he got there. On the way down, he's, he's being blown around inside the building by explosions, along with Mayor Giuliani's attorney, Michael Hess. These are explosions inside Building 7 uh, in, in before the towers came down uh, in that, that morning. 
So uh, in incredible witnesses of explosions at Building 7, which should never have happened. I mean, this supposedly came down in a natural collapse by normal office fires, according to NIST. But go back to buildings, uh, the Twin Towers, you'll see uh, Building 7 is in front of it. And we're told that the upper part of this building drove the rest of the building down to the ground and then destroyed itself. Each of these towers uh, did this, but that completely violates Newton's the pancake third law theory. of motion. Yeah. Yeah, they You've got it, an equal yeah. and opposite destructive uh, mechanism going there. The top part would have been destroyed, and guess what? It was. None of the photos, none of the videos show an upper part driving the rest of the building down to the ground. What do they show? They show it telescoping in on itself. It's being destroyed in the first three seconds. After that, we have 186 first responders on record talking about explosions and flashes of light even. Most of them before the towers ever came down. All this has been stricken from the uh, news media accounts, unfortunately. But after that three seconds, we have laterally discharged, freely flying, structural steel sections weighing four and eight tons delivered laterally at 600 feet away, laterally at 80 miles per hour, clocked by physicists. These are four and eight ton structural steel sections. They couldn't, they had to have had, had some incredible explosive force. In addition to incendiaries, we, we uh, see the evidence of high energy explosives and they're impaling themselves in buildings, destroying the winter garden 600 feet away. It's, it's an incredible uh, feat of explosiveness. Uh, upward, outward, arching streamers, a geometry of fireworks, freely flying, uh, molten, solid objects. It looks more like the Tongan Sea volcanic eruption than any kind of natural collapse that we've been gas as we've been gaslighted to see. All right, Richard, we got two more questions for you now. Uh, my sound engineer, Chris, he's a great guy. He said, oh, why don't, why don't people talk about Tower 6 or Building 6? What do you know about Building 6? You hear that kind of uh, uh, thrown around. Do you have any information about Building 6? Does it look like it was just totally... Um, yeah, I know the, uh, the, building... The, the I, core was gone of the building. Yeah, exactly. Jimmy should be able to bring up Building 6 if he couldn't bring up Building Jimmy 7. Jimmy is such an idiot. Everybody <laughs> that works for me is smart except for Jimmy. Jimmy couldn't... I mean, dude, he could barely go number one or number two without uh, his wife helping him. <laughs> Seriously, she has... A, she holds building, my hand. Building six is underneath the towers, and it got just decimated with all these laterally ejected, freely flying structural steel sections from the towers. But in addition to being uh, pelted with all of these, it had the core cut out of it. Uh, it had we had witnesses of in building six uh, to the 9/11 Commission saying that there was molten metal dripping down the walls of the building, and and so we know that there was an attempted. Uh, control demolition, uh, 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 probably of the whole building, but only the core got taken out. All right, Richard, before I let you go, now this is the, the kind of hard question. Are we, you've dedicated your life to 9-11 Truth. I have people, like I said, Jimmy, really, he's my producer. I, I mean, I, I'm a proud conspiracy theorist. I'm a proud 9-11 truther. 
Jimmy's not. He's like, Alex, you're crazy for thinking that. Like, Jimmy will tell you, oh, those passports, even though the black box didn't survive, even though engines didn't survive, the FBI are really good. They found those passports. We have the best FBI. That's, that's how dumb my producer is. But my point is, how no amount of evidence can convince an idiot, Jimmy being the perfect example, how are we going to get people like my dad, like Jimmy, like people that aren't as dialed into you and I are to this uh, information, how are we going to wake up the masses in your personal opinion? Because when I ha went viral for asking Vivek that question and I saw all the mainstream media just saying the same narrative that they said in 2001, 2002, 2003, it kind of made me feel like it's a futile fight that you and I are fighting for. Well, it's convinced this evidence that we've been talking about, but but Jimmy couldn't bring up for some unknown reason uh, the collapse autism of Building Seven. The collapse. We it's convinced three thousand six hundred architects and engineers signed on to the petition demanding a new investigation. That's a hell of a lot of architects and engineers. They aren't all conspiracy theorists. Let me tell you, I'm not either. Uh, we're talking about evidence today, not conspiracy theory. You asked me uh, how they would have gotten away with this. Uh, who, who did it? I'm, I'm happy to entertain that discussion. I wanted to talk about the evidence first because it is always first. Because, you know, people can, we can, we can speculate uh, based on what happened after 9-11. For instance, the invasion of uh, Iraq, where there was no tie to 9-11 whatsoever, yet we have all the profits from the oil going to no gold. No weapons of companies. mass destruction, too. Don't forget the weapons of mass destruction that they lied about. <laughs> or ties to Osama bin Laden, right? And we've invaded Afghanistan uh, even after the Taliban had offered uh, Osama bin Laden uh, up for evidence of proving his guilt, which uh, we still can't do. He's not even on the FBI's most wanted list for 9-11. He never was. He never was on the FBI's <laughs> most wanted list for 9-11. Exactly. People don't realize that. It was for other war crimes. What Sorry, did we get, though? What did we get from Afghanistan? Before the Taliban came into power, uh, or when they, before they came into power, we had 2,800 metric tons of opium being uh, mm -hmm. uh, cultivated. In, in the poppies in in that according to UN standards when they came into power and I'm talking way back decades and decades ago uh, they, they they shut it down to two the Taliban shut it down done. just let me make this clear guys the Taliban shut down the poppies the Taliban they said wanted it was to bad. grow food yeah they, they didn't want to, to keep doing heroin because they supplied the the world with heroin but now when, conveniently when we kicked them yeah. out what happened by UN standards the the number skyrocketed yep. to uh, 3,600 metric tons after we kicked out the Taliban, and then 6,500 metric tons. We had soldiers per year. guarding the poppy fields. You can guys look up pictures of U.S. soldiers guarding poppy fields. You can Google this, and that'll come up. The profits from that poppy cultivation exceeded the oil company profits by a factor of four, and 90% of the world's opium comes from Afghanistan. Guess what happened after we got kicked out of Afghanistan? They cut Taliban it all down. shut it down. The 300 metric And Richard, you know why they say we left? Because I love where your head's at because a lot of people don't even connect it to the poppy, to the heroin trade and how this is all one big convoluted mess. But the fentanyl, the rise in fentanyl made Afghanistan unnecessary because now we had, uh, now the opioid crisis is using synthetic uh, opioids. They don't even have to grow it. So that's another reason that people are like, oh, why did we leave the Middle East? Well, they, like you said, we didn't need their poppy fields. They were not as important to us anymore. So this is some really deep level stuff. And you're not going to be able to learn all of your 9-11 truth in a one 20-minute interview with Richard and I. 
But I want to encourage everybody, Richard, how can people find you and find more information about 9-11? Yeah, you, you got to get to the website and you got to see the documentary. The website is richardgage911.org. The documentary is 9-11 Explosive Evidence Experts Speak Out. I made it, and it is the best uh, documentary that shows all this evidence in great detail with 24 experts, high-rise architects, structural engineers, metallurgists, chemists, physicists, controlled demolition experts, all laying out this evidence that we could just barely uh, talk about today, much less look at the simple collapse of Building 7. No, we have a lot to talk about, but I want to say this other thing, Jimmy. When, when we're talking about thermite and we're talking about testing of the dust, all of the debris, they said that that debris was totally fine for all of the military and first responders to continue working in, Jimmy. Did we find out that that was a lie, Jimmy? Oh, yeah, that was a lie. But they lied about that. They lied about that, right? Yeah, yeah. I am not saying the You're government such did such an not idiot, lie. Jimmy. I just, stop showing Jimmy. All right, I got to let Richard go. I just It's funny how I can, I can get him to agree on some stuff, Richard, but oh my gosh, I'm going to just, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I hope we can talk again, maybe for a little longer. So stay in touch, Richard. You're doing great work. And I know that, listen, I know it's an uphill battle, but I really appreciate all the time and effort that you have spent trying to find the truth in this situation that sadly, I don't know if we'll ever find the full truth, but thank you for all the work you've done. We're getting there. Thanks. Thanks so much, Alex. Thanks, Richard. All right. So, Jimmy, so, that guy's an expert. He's an architect. He's a smart guy. Alex, I have a real question. Why didn't you tell me he had graphics or ask for them? Because he showed up expecting. You know, it's so funny, Jimmy. You know, it's really funny because you need to check your email from Gail because I forwarded you the email where he said he wanted to do all that shit. And I thought you might or a brand I did not email. get an email. Oh, well, I did forward it to you. We're in a group email. I'll show it to you after the show, you big dumb ass. <laughs> dumb ass idiot. Gosh. Well, no, no. Yeah, he had a lot of stuff. He had slides. I know. Slides. I would love to see it. Oh, you know, it's funny because we used a TriCaster. Have we ever been able to do a share screen with a guest yet? No, I'm not Jamie from Joe no, Rogan. That's what I'm saying. I'm so we don't even dance. have the capability to do that. Shut up, Jimmy. I know that. I'm working on it. We'll have it tomorrow. I would love the capability to have a guest be able to do that, but as soon as you do a screen share on Skype, it makes us smaller. So that's going to mess up the whole TriCaster. Now, if we used a certain OBS or something, it would be easy to do that. But because we use a TriCaster, it makes it a little more difficult. Did you realize that? And, and, and Jimmy, if you would have been smart enough and you would have had it where we talked to Rob yet and we could do a share screen, you could pull this stuff up. We wouldn't have to do it two hours before the show like most normal live shows. They're able to pull up stuff on demand we're the only show that's not able to do that you realize that right jimmy i was not aware we should shoot him with a paintball gun i'm gonna i'm gonna trust me when he shoots you that paintball gun i'm gonna grab it and i'm blowing his i don't want to say it for terms of service but i'm just gonna <laughs> shoot him right where he shouldn't be shot all right now fish tank lila pimp on a blimp sam hyde you are in the newest season of million dollar extreme 2 coming out when I'm not sure when it's coming out. It is coming out soon. It is. it is. coming and out I'm soon. And I'm so excited. I had so much fun traveling to Rhode Island to, to film with them. I always wanted to go to Rhode Island because it is the smallest state. And, you know, I'm a small woman. <laughs> and I had to go there. And Sam was fantastic. He was super nice. And I really enjoyed the whole experience. I think you're going to find it very hilarious. 
Yeah, Sam really is hilarious. Sam, yeah. and, and, and people don't realize that Sam, like, I mean, I guess people probably describe this about me. I mean, I know Sam and I are different, but like, you would think Sam is this hardcore guy. He's actually a really down to earth, nice guy to talk to. Like, when you, I mean, I'm sure you had a good he conversations was, with him. He was, su he was super sweet, and he was like, okay, when the cameras are on, I'm gonna get into Weird. mode. Yeah. And so, so it was really funny how you know he's all there, he's super nice, and then the cameras turned on, and it was like. You know, ah, yeah. he goes crazy. Yeah. That's how. That's what I do, and that's why I like Sam because he can turn it off and on. So you know he's doing season two of Fish Tank, where the people are locked in the house. And Dunye, one of our co-hosts, a regular guest on this program, his grandmother is a voodoo specialist from Ghana in Africa, wow. and he actually did a séance on this set and caused us a bunch of problems. A bunch of demons came on, shut down our internet. Do you remember that, Brandon and Jimmy? I was out of the country before I, I had to shut that, that was shit Brand, down. I said Brandon first, but yes, yeah, Brandon no, was no, there. We and we're not joking. We had creepy, demonic stuff happening. Remember, like, the TriCaster broke the next episode, and then the following that YouTube stream shut down? And the internet went out. Stuff. Our internet never goes out. The internet went out in the building, so we had a, a bunch of bad luck. So that's why I sent in my voodoo master, Dunye, into the fish tank. Oh, my goodness. To give them a little bit of those spirits, try to get those spirits off this set and onto that one. So let's play one of the clips right now of Dunye inside Fish Tank House Season 2. Why are you running? Why are you running? Dunye, don't fucking touch me. That's Dunye throwing coconut water. Don't fucking touch me, though. I'm sorry, but you were in my way. She said So that's Dunye throwing water on a girl. Don't you love that? <laughs> That's funny. That's reality TV. You're throwing water, you're yelling, you're saying racial slurs, because he's saying a lot of racial slurs on the show. I'm a little bit worried when we bring him back on, Jimmy. He said a lot of racial stuff. Well, he's black. He can say pretty much anything. That is true. That is true. So we'll give him a pass. Okay, now let's play this next clip. Is this the one where he's getting the milk, I think? This yep. is what happened. So he threw that liquid on that girl. That was Trish, I believe. Yep. Yep. Now we're going to see Trish's revenge. So they got Dunye chained. That's milk. How are you? Do you think this would be better for easy access? Yeah, well, good thing that's not my pants and that's wardrobe, so you need, you're literally dumb as fuck. <laughs> you know, you should put them on. Bend the fuck over. You should put them on. You like giving up easy. You're so boring. Yeah. I'll get reimbursed. That's what you understand. Oh, really? Do you think she's so yeah, smart? Those are not even Dunye's clothes. You don't know how to cook shit, bitch. Can't even combine seasonings right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I love when black people tell white people they can't season. I love that. It's my favorite joke. You're so boring. You're played out. Now watch what she's gonna do. So she's got the milk, but look how Dunye reacts. He leans into it. Watch this. He starts dancing. Look at this. Oh my gosh. Dunye, you cannot break Dunye's will. He's a strong, young African man. Like, nobody in that house has the strength and determination that Dunye has. Oh, now they're throwing eggs at him. Like what the hell is this show? Jimmy, shut <laughs> up. You so wouldn't understand weird. it, Jimmy. This is a show I don't. For, you're right. This is a show for people that know 9-11 truth. 
Okay, let's end the clip before he breaks this for terms of service. So, Dunye, my proxy, is inside the house causing problems. We love it. We're team Dunye. Everybody that's in our chat, I want you guys to go to fishtank.live uh, fishtank if you want to watch Dunye live. And I want you guys to tweet to Sam, to Jet, that you guys love Dunye. We need to be all the chat rats. We are Team Dunye. Yes, Team Dunye. Team Dunye. Hashtag Dunye. But how do you spell Dunye? Well, I know how to spell it because well, I have a copy of his well, license. Well, how about you spell it? D-U-A-N apostrophe Y-A-Y. Now, a lot of people are having Yay. trouble with that, but, so, but nobody's <laughs> going to ever figure out how to spell it. Like, even they're spell it wrong on the show. So that's a hard name to spell, but what I love about it the most is that it sounds like Kanye. They keep on calling him Kanye in the house, so I love it. And he is a little anti-Semitic, but that's neither here nor there. What my point is, <laughs> Dunya needs to win this show. And he can't win without you. I don't even know if he's technically pay playing for a prize uh, <laughs> because he came into this show. I think he is a winner. He is real entertainment in there. Really they need Dunye. Dunye is great. Can you imagine they're pouring milk on you and you start dancing? Dunye dance. Do the Dunye dance. Do the Dunye dance. Do the Dunye dance. Do the Dunye dance. Dunye. 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 Dunye dance. Dancing for Dunye, yeah! All right, we love you, Dunye. So, <laughs> folks, as we are winding things down, the urgency, if you want to see me get shot with a paintball gun live, me in my skivvies, I'm gonna be basically butt naked for all you freaky hoes out there that wanna see something. For y'all wanna see something nice, <laughs> you're gonna need to hit that subscribe button. Jimmy, are we getting closer to it? Are people hitting Ew. that button, do you think? We've gotten one more subscriber. That's all we gained this whole show? I, I, they're, pro they're probably busy watching. Hit that like and subscribe button. If we want to shoot Alex. So there's a thousand people watching, over a thousand. If you're not subscribed to the show, please subscribe right now. You can still watch the show. <laughs> You'll be able to subscribe. Just hit the subscribe button. It's not that hard. And, and I, guys, I'm going to get roasted with these paintballs. They're .68 millimeter and I'm going to freeze some because I really want to get hurt, Jimmy. Because no, I really want to hurt you after you <laughs> yelled at me a lot. And now the whole chat hates me. You don't understand. When you watch a live the chat after the show. The chat never liked no, you. No, 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 so. no. This is a different kind of hate. They're being serious. Like, Jimmy can't pull up a freaking building. Seven club. Oh, Google. So now they hate me because apparently I suck at my job. I can't get elements. True. And I don't believe every 9-11 conspiracy. True. Uh, so... So I'm on the chat's rat side on this. I don't know. I mean, it sucks. Yeah. yeah it's mean. to the point where I let Brandon or Brandon took over the chatting and they were confused. Like, is Jimmy speaking about himself in third person? Brandon says, no, no, he got banned from the chat. No, it was Brandon should be the one chatting, Jimmy. You should be producing the show, not sitting in the chat room chatting and defending yourself. What it, the hell? Well, I, I mean, there's so many people. Jimmy just stands there, looks at the screen, and someone that's said- That's literally what you do. Well, that's well, literally well, what you do. How, well, I mean, I'd like to know what they're- I mean, that's literally- You just sit there and look at the screen. And then someone commented a three words that said we and then Todd and then id like w. -E yeah, we know Todd. that. We yeah, I know what that is. We Todd I know. We everybody knows that joke. Okay. So listen, Jimmy, what do you do during the show? Because you all the elements are in the show before the show, right? I mostly think about the questions I'm gonna ask the guests. That's what I'm saying. So the person describing you is just sitting there looking at it, they're hundred percent correct. I'm like A.J. Hawk on the Pat McAfee show. Exactly right. But you are you talk more than A.J. Hawk. I wish you had CTE like A.J. Hawk so you'd shut the <laughs> hell up sometimes. I wish I were that jacked. <sighs> okay. Um, Alex, did you know I'm a firearms instructor? I know. I saw that. What's that all about? 
I'm a firearms instructor. You have the jacket, but are you really teaching people how to shoot? I sewed it on my jacket. Okay, yeah, you're a fake firearms instructor, but everybody <laughs> needs to go to Lila's Instagram, tell them where they can find it so they can see these pictures of you shooting these guns that are literally as big as you. Yes, they're huge. Uh, love Lila Hart, L-O-V-E-L-I-L-A-H-A-R-T, or my website, lilahart.com. Everybody needs to go support Lila. And Lila, you were just in San Diego. It looks like you had a blast with our girl Chrissy. Chrissy will yes. be she'll be in studio January 23rd. We got confirmation. So what is that? Two weeks from today, basically, roughly. Uh, so you know, you should come back when she comes in town. And then uh, I got a show in Austin in April. If you want to come on that, we'll talk yeah, about that later. And I'm just trying to think what else. Uh, what else housekeeping stuff do we have to get rid of? Oh, oh. I wrote some stuff to do before the show, and now I'm forgetting. What did I say that we have to do? Subscribers. Uh, well, you, said, you said make sure Lila shake weights. Yeah. So shake we did weight. that. Shake weights a little. That was good. Spine mm -hmm. a bifid a shake waiting. Oh, and then talk about if we're potentially frozen in. We might have to. Do some weird stuff because Jimmy, to be I don't freeze. care how cold, how much ice, how much snow, though it can be <laughs> fire and tornadoes outside. If you don't show up to work and you stay home, I don't care. Every other employee can stay home. If your ass is not in this studio, I will drive to your house. I will grab you. I will throw you in my forerunner mm -hmm. and I'm gonna drive your ass to work myself. <laughs> I was in Washington, D.C. in the freezing rain mm -hmm. last night, mm -hmm. soaking wet. I have all kinds of sinus issues now, the acid rain in D.C. Mm -hmm. I had homeless people accosting me. If I can do that, you can get in your little forerunner and drive on the snow. Do you understand that, Jacksonville boy that's never seen snow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're right. I have no idea how to drive in snow. Maybe my wife. My wife's from Chicago. She, she knows can how drive. to drive in snow. Have she can drive Have your wife me. drive you here. Yeah, it's I like, drive in snow. That's what I'm saying. Even I can drive in snow. Wait, you okay. can drive? Yes, yes I do. I drive. Jimmy, you don't even know that she drives. She has content. Oh, my God, Jimmy. You are the worst producer. I mean, she's four Have feet tall. Have you ever looked at her profile? She drives all the time. She's got pictures of her in cars all the time. Have you ever looked at her profile one time? I, I wasn't sure. Like, Uber's a thing. That's not that She's, hard. Hard. she's in the front driving. seat. She's got driving content on her damn profile, you re-arted person. I thought I that was just for show. I have a booster seat, but I do drive. She has a booster seat, Jimmy. Okay. I need to research those when uh, baby Tiffany gets a little older. Baby Tiffany? <laughs> Booster seat for the car. Everything's about your damn baby. Let me just tell you something. <laughs> if that baby gets kidnapped by the cartel, I had nothing to do with it. Okay. <laughs> I just want that out there for the government, for the, the police. <laughs> I, I don't know a guy named Diego Guadalajara. I don't know that guy. He's not one of the world's best kidnappers. I don't know him. I've heard of him. I've read some blogs about him. I have no connection with any kidnappers from the cartel. I don't know anything about the sex trafficking. I know a little bit about sex trafficking, but that's neither here nor there. What I do know is that that baby's causing me a lot of problems, Jimmy. So that baby start that baby that baby start uh, better start uh, solving these problems instead of creating them. Do you understand that? And that's a warning to you, baby Tiff, if you're listening. If you're listening. I'll let, I'll let, ba I'll let Tiff, baby Tiffany know. This is to you, Tiff. <laughs> You need to start solving my problems, baby Tiff. I don't care if you're 45 days old. When I was 45 days old, I was smoking cigarettes. Well, as a punishment. As a punishment. I was punished a lot. That's what makes a good kid. You punish him. You treat him hard. You ride the horse hard. 
I was ridden hard. Well, actually, fun wet. fact, Chloe did watch the show with my wife last night. She said Aww. as soon as Alex started yelling at a guest, uh, she immediately just violently shat. So I think actually, you can. Actually, that's normal. A lot of people, I can actually, I can, I have a way to actually make You actually scared the shit out of me. Show me here. I'll, I'll make you poop right now. Guarantee of the 1,200 people that watch this, somebody just crapped their pants. All right, folks, so <laughs> we end the show the same way every time with a freestyle finale. DJ, hit that beat. Ah! Come over here. Can you reach over here? Jimmy, my producer, sucks at his job. Can't pull up an element to save his life. I'm going to kidnap his baby and his wife. I'm so sick of this idiot embarrassing me, not believing in 9 11 truth. You're not going to have a job here much longer. You don't change your ways, you little bitch ass. I love you all. I'm going to let him shoot me with a paintball gun. If you pussies, he'll hit that subscribe button. I love you. Peace and good night.